on? What is up? My name is Kevin Wu and I'm an online fitness coach who helps men in their 20s lose weight and get asked for the first time through mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Live to Inspire Podcast. It is another week with my clients. I hop on a Zoom call with them and answer a couple of topics they requested. Now for this week, I have topics of how do I stay on track during gatherings and parties? How do I approach my coach about nutrition or workout concerns? How to not let stress keep you from draining your motivation? Is there a benefit to what time you work out? And also, are there any healthy desserts? This one is a personal one for my clients now. All right, so let's go dive into the first one right away. Is staying on track during gatherings and parties. Now, I kind of like to approach this very similar to like as if you're kind of eating out. But basically, if you want to plan ahead, that's a definitely a top number one kind of priority over there. So when you're planning ahead, so before you kind of attend a gathering or a party, early on in the day, you just really want to focus on like eating leaner vegetables. I have protein and vegetables over there. So air tolls aren't working. Going to be. Okay. All right. So got to interrupt. So basically, leaner protein is going to be like a chicken breast. Your egg whites, ground turkey, and like a, like a flag steak or something like that. A fattier kind of protein is would be like a chicken thigh or like a salmon or like a fattier kind of beef. I like, um, not too many, like a lean ground beef, even though it's called lean, it's not really very lean, uh, that kind of aspect, but just a lot more fattier kind of proteins. Or like cod is another lean protein as well. And vegetables. So vegetables, you know, broccoli, green beans, carrots, uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, whatever the fuck you want. All right, so the reason why we want to do this is because one, it's going to put you close to your protein goal as possible, which is going to, you know, help you retain as much muscle as you can, also possibly grow some muscle and fill you up. And, you know, filling you up is going to make a big difference because, like, let's just say if you ate, I don't know, some bread or some pancakes or some more sugary stuff or Rice Krispies, you're probably going to feel really hungry the whole day if that's all you kind of ate over there. And then by the time you get to the party too as well, you're probably going to overindulge a lot more just because... You're listening to your hunger cues, right? And also on top of that fact, you're going to see everybody else kind of order, and well, not order cakes, but eat cake, uh, eat pizzas. And then as like a, like um, as human beings, we kind of almost like follow that herd in that sense, where it's like everybody's doing something, you generally kind of want to do that. So let's just say you kind of piled that on top of, you know, eating Rice Krispies and feeling full, like very hungry during the whole day. By the time you get to that party itself, you're probably going to indulge more, right? So... Uh, at least number two is yes, having one of those meals too as well, like the protein, lean vegetables before you actually go to that actual gathering or party is definitely going to be like right before, like an hour before something that before you leave, it can help you out too as well. Right. But when you're actually at the party too as well, you can absolutely enjoy some things, right? Be mindful of like the portion kind of sizes and that aspect, especially if it's like, you know, like a cake in that aspect, where it's very calorie dense for like a small little thing and, and kind of avoid going back to like the thirds in that aspect. Right. So take your time to savor each bite and enjoy the flavors. That's going to be a really important aspect. It's called like mindful eating. Now, when I think I gave this example before is when I did this food challenge in this aspect, I actually did two food challenges. I'm going to mention a different story because um, you guys, some of you guys are familiar with the burger one. I remember Joshua was laughing at now. <laughs> All right. So in Japan, I did another food challenge itself. It was like six pounds of curry. I had a 40 minute kind of time frame. I finished in 45, actually, I threw up after. But basically, I put my head down and I just did not really think about the flavors in each bite, right? I just kind of gulped everything down, did it as fast as I could. 
because I'm not letting my kind of brain kind of process like am I actually hungry or am I not right so take your time to actually savor each bite and like feel it right feel the texture feel how it tastes feel those emotions right it's funny the sounds over there but that can really kind of put you in that mind and just like you know enjoy it right but one of the things with food challenges last like and piling that much food on this extreme opposite end obviously um probably guys not doing that but when I did that back in 2019 I that's the only way I could really kind of do it because like if I took my time to eat it well one I would not definitely get in the time frame. Well, I didn't anyways. I finished it five minutes later. But B, I would be full right away because I would pay attention to actually my signals and everything. That's right. And I definitely was full and like really crapping. But like I would maybe have got like, I don't know, fifth of it down, right? It's just because I was not paying attention at all. I was just trying to scarf it down as much as I can. And yes, it absolutely tasted good at first. And like probably like, I'm like 10 minutes in or eight minutes in. I'm like, okay, this is not great anymore in terms of flavor wise because the same flavor. This is a big curry bowl itself. I have to give you a little reference. Uh -huh. All right. So avoid mindless snacking. That's going to be my third tip. What I mean by mindless snacking is like grazing on unhealthy snacks. Just like throughout the night, let that say they got like chips. You kind of like, you know, go back and forth going for the chips over there. That can add up to a lot, right? So having like to say, I don't know, slices of pizza itself, treating like more of those kind of meals uh, when you've already eat and plan ahead of your day so eating lean proteins and vegetables and then have let's say i don't know like three slices of pizza um maybe a slice of cake or something that's which is fine and then you know avoiding that mindless snack and like grabbing all those kind of cookies on the side and going back for seconds and grabbing those chips over there because i guess a lot of parties have that stuff um would definitely kind of help you out right next step is staying hydrated drink plenty of water throughout the night and not just sugary drinks or the alcohols right now, if you are having, like, say, an alcohol drink or one of those parties itself, I know we kind of talked about this last week itself. You guys had a lot of recommendations, which thank you guys for that one. Um, was, like, a lot of tried drink mixes. Like, Joshua, I remember mentioning, like, Diet Pepsi, and I think it was, I don't know, so not a Fireball or something like that, but another, I can't remember the exact one, but it was another kind of rum or something like that. Yeah, like, Diet Pepsi or rum or something like that. I don't know if you want to add Brown. Brown, there you go. That's the one. Yeah, it's stuff like that where it's mixed, zero-sugar drink, Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, um, and just sipping on that one can last a lot longer while still enjoying that social setting, right? Drinking alcohol, right? Now, getting it moving. So early on the work, early on in the day, you definitely want to do that workouts, do some cardio, go for a walk to help burn more calories, like help you avoid that weight gain from just the gathering party because you're expending more energy kind of earlier on the day, right? Because ultimately at the end of the day, if we're in the net calorie balance of zero, so burning as many calories as you can consume. In the case of, I don't know, a party or something like that, or let's say you burn even more than consume the party throughout the day, then we're in that fat loss stage, right? So it's pretty simple on that aspect. So that covers that first topic about staying in track with gatherings of parties over there. So if anybody has any questions on that, I'll let me know. I personally do all of the following kind of above, like I mentioned itself. Now, I have brought food to parties itself like meal prep when I was like really seriously kind of cutting down in that aspect and obviously you guys are more of like lifestyle clients and you're not really doing body shoals and that stuff so you guys you know don't have to go to that kind of extreme right now <laughs> there was definitely a caveat to me going so hard to the stuff you know and trying to well I was trying to like enjoy that party but it still wasn't fully kind of there I was enjoying the setting and the social setting but obviously with parties and drinking this it's kind of like a whole kind of experience right so obviously guys there's like ends of the spectrum where people are getting 
block got wasted or having shots on shots and shots and having yourselves whatever and there's the opposite side of me meal prepping and not doing anything not participating right so you guys you know can still have fun around the day enjoy some things that'd be probably best case scenario uh whether that's you know even following on weight loss that progress and in that balance and not gaining weight might be their goal right all right so next topic is how do i approach my coach about nutrition or work up kind of concerns now something i brought about upon this one that i found interesting is i actually felt pretty much the exact kind of same way in terms of that question before because like one way that is i had hired seven coaches in the past and sometimes i did have concerns but i kind of like almost like felt bad while like reaching out to let just say i reached out once and they kind of like someone addressed it or like but i still had more questions to that one because maybe like service level i didn't really quite get it and like some subconsciously it just kind of felt bad I'm like i don't really want to kind of ask again just because i whether it was like me thinking i was gonna bother them or just kind of feeling like i shouldn't right i got definitely felt that right and most of the times that i kind of felt that way i would usually just wait till the check-ins but you guys could always feel free to wait for the check-ins if you guys feel that way or just message me anytime right honestly just message me whenever you do have that concern over there because i am your coach and i definitely want to help you get towards your goals and something let's say is bothering you on the thursday and we did the check-ins theoretically i don't really want you waiting like six days for you kind of like bring that up right because the sooner you kind of address that concern or anything like that uh the sooner we could move past that hurdle and get towards your goals because one of the big things i realized when i hired so many coaches is some of them i wasn't 100 bought in what am i 100 bought in was like the plan they kind of had me on like just based off all my studying and obviously like further more coaches i had some of the coaches had very conflicting things with other ones so i would ask them questions i'm like why do you like like program it like this right uh when all the science says this way right so it's complete opposites uh so when i had those concerns i wasn't as bought in right some of them would not ask and then i remember specifically back in 2020 i actually got let go from one of my coaches because i had one of those moments itself is when i was actually six weeks away from my show that was my last show i actually ended up coaching myself because i was asking quite a bit of questions because one um, i was a coach myself at that time and i possibly wanted to do like prep clients down the road but b it was lots of different protocols way different than all what other other coaches i hired previously had kind of done before and just didn't never really matched up but did ask quite a bit of questions and one morning i just woke up to a really long text and at the very end of it he was like i wish you the best luck to show but i will no longer be your coach so i kind of felt devastated in the moment because i was only six weeks away uh i wanted him to be a coach right i hired him for a reason i just had questions and i just wanted to have clarification but also want to learn right which is why i hired so many different coaches because i just generally wanted to learn from each and every single one of them i know each one has a little different philosophies but really small one thing like what i what i've really realized is even if i've learned one thing from one coach is it's worth it right that investment over there in that aspect like it's totally worth it maybe it's a mindset thing like for example like i worked with i was like one of like the top guys in the world and that was it was expensive like he was like 1200 a month itself uh but and yeah, i do like paying full of the money wire him through the bank like for four months sorry six months in advance the money wire the whole thing it took like a couple of days process and um yeah but basically what i learned from him was like he had this mindset side of things i still take it towards this thing kind of getting a little off topic on this topic but basically it was when i'm training 
is like imagine someone pointed your gun gun to your head and you couldn't do any more reps. So that's how I literally think about every single one of my sets. And after I pretty much had that kind of philosophy, I use it to this day. And it makes me train that much harder and really kind of gets me a better gauge and I saw more progress. Right. But that was like the main thing I learned from him itself. And that's the top thing I took away. All right, but going back to the question over there is how do I approach my coach for nutrition work concerns is just don't feel bad about it, right? I get that it can sometimes maybe feel intimidating, something like that's, but if you're not hundred percent bought into the program or, you know, you feel like it's maybe not the best fit or something like that, um, just bring it up, right? And I could address that or why I do program it that way or why something I do have something like this. So you feel like you are bought into the program. So you feel like you trust the program because when you do trust the program itself to hundred percent, you're going to give it more of like hundred percent effort, right? So that's one big thing that I kind of realized from all of that. Hopefully that makes sense over there. And hopefully Joshua, if you do have any concerns, just message me. All right. So actually, no, Kevin, you've always been amazing about whenever I bring stuff up to you, uh, always adapting to, especially with like, you know, my stomach situation with having surgery and everything. It was just something that I thought the group might benefit from, um, as far as being, you know, able to approach you about things. Um, and just a comment about the previous topic, uh, I tell you what, since you've upped my calorie count, I've had zero cravings for anything off meal plan. Uh, since last Sunday, I started that meal plan and it's been nothing but meal plan, hundred percent, all good. So it, it's very, very important getting what you need and approaching your coach and letting them know like, Hey, this is working for me or, or this isn't, or Hey, I'm having cravings all the time. What can we do about this? I appreciate it for that, um, bringing that topic kind of forward over there. I definitely think it could help some other people listening to this call or just listening to that replay of it. But no, that's amazing to hear, Joshua, that no cravings over there have been 100%. And I see you send me all these PRs all the time. That's awesome. So getting stronger every single time, dude. Awesome, dude. <laughs> all right. So leading on to the next topic, we're going to go to how to not let stress keep you from draining your motivation. All right, so stress is something we pretty much kind of all deal with because we have emotions, right? I mean, for robots, we wouldn't feel stressed because we wouldn't have emotions. But basically, what that means is we're going to have to do a couple of things to kind of minimize that. I would say number one is just prioritizing self-care. So making time for self-care activities like stress, like meditation. That's something I've personally been doing for quite a long time. And yesterday, I actually started using an app again, and I realized that... My meditations are so much better now. I, after I started using that app once again, I just did it kind of like try to not think about anything before or just looked at my work, my goals for like a whole seven minutes before for a good while. And then I just started using the app again. I'm like, okay, I should use the app for the whole time. All right. But yoga, yoga is nice self-care activity to as well. Or going for a walk with no distractions, right? It's basically to kind of, the whole idea of it is getting your mind off things or kind of putting it at ease. I'm uh, not thinking about that probably thing that is stressing you. Right, so these activities can help you feel more relaxed and energized because when you do have everything kind of bald within your mind itself, um, you can feel more stressed, right? And also like journaling side of something I actually picked up the other day itself and I thought it was really silly, but the whole idea of the journaling is like, they give an example how it's like, say you have some wires, I guess a lot of wires I'm here to kind of show you, but if you have like tangled wires and everything that's, like if you guys had wired your phone before, like that's kind of like your mind having all these like thoughts something that maybe those thoughts that kind of came up a lot a lot a lot or you know a lot of different times like for example for myself um 
I guess one thought that always kind of came out to me, but I never really kind of like thought that deep into it. And I like, I felt so much better after writing it out. I wrote like, like four pages out of it after yesterday was, I guess, like my moving, right? Cause I definitely do want to move to like Houston, Texas, for example, because when I, when I went there pretty much in January, it was like pretty much everything I imagined and a lot more, I lost a lot warmer, but like, I guess there's a lot of problems with me actually getting a residency there for like long-term and like, how was I actually going to do that? And just like the whole gist of it. So like, I never really, I guess, thought that deep, but just like me writing out everything itself and just letting it all entangle. Honestly, I felt clear after that. And I probably had one of the best nights sleep. And it was also some other things I kind of like wrote down as well. Like I just let my mind kind of entangle itself. And honestly, like that stress from that was gone. Right. Even though it's still reality, it's just like all the thoughts and more just kind of came out on that paper. And it was weird because I was watching like a video's how to journal because I'm like, I don't really know what journaling is. That was one of them itself is just like kind of basically taught me because like anything you had deep thoughts on or like things that repeatedly maybe have came up. Maybe it was like relationships, health, wealth, or I don't know, moving or some something like that, right? Or maybe even a fitness goal. And then you gotta really write it out, just keep going, 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 and just actually let it all in kind of fold and your stress could be lots less, right? And now I'm gonna commit to doing this every single day, finish nighttime before I do go to bed. Uh, as like a thing as in terms of like reflecting the day that might sound silly itself but i personally felt so freaking good after yesterday in terms of like a mental clearance standpoint i wasn't like foggy and just like it was just a clear-minded and it was, it was a feeling i never really had for like probably years and i was it was hard to explain but i was like holy shit like i'm gonna see if i do this every single day how it could actually affect me because i'm trying to be the best version of myself all right so secondly is me setting realistic goals so be sure to set goals that have action steps to as well. So all goals have action steps. Let's just say you want to lose 20 pounds, right? Okay, well, what some action steps I could take to get there? Maybe drinking more water. Okay, well, how much water should I drink? I'm going to aim to drink, I don't know, like 10 of these a day, right? 10 of these is like five liters a right? Or let's just say working out, right? I'm going to hit all my three plan workouts I have on my calendar right over here. Or cardio, let's say I'm going to get my 10,000 steps a day, right? Because all action steps to actually get there. And how am I going to get 10,000 steps a day? Okay, I'm going to go for two walks during my day, maybe one after work, maybe one first thing in the morning, right? Those are small, little more action steps. They're very specific, right? So when you do this, it's it's allowing yourself to build these action steps and allowing you to get towards goals because when you have, let's say, a goal, maybe it's losing 20 pounds, like I mentioned, 30 pounds, it could seem a little daunting, right? But when you break it down to small little things you could actually do in that aspect, it's like, okay, well, I'm not as stressed anymore because there's it's broken down to slow, much smaller things. All right, number three is just stay consistent, right? So obviously we all kind of experience stress, but we don't just sit in bed the whole day, right? So even on days you are stressed or motivated, really try to maintain consistency, like your fitness routine, sticking to the workout schedule, making like healthy food choices, and definitely kind of make you feel more control and help boost your mood, right? Because one thing people, a lot of people do when they feel stress is they tend to look for food. And I remember watching a video the other day on YouTube because I was trying to learn even more because uh, I know some people are emotional eating and I personally dealt with emotional eating. So I was just trying to figure out every single thing as a coach, my aspect, kind of help people with it. And one of the biggest things is a lot of people kind of eat when they're stressed. And then there was like a three-step kind of sequence called PEP. So it was painkiller, escape, or punishment. So one of three kind of reasons, let's say you um, feel like kind of eating itself or like feel like, let's say that feeling like, I don't know, grabbing like, like, like 
cookies are just grab, tending to grab towards that being emotional eating and not actually hungry. So not eating when you're not supposed to, or just grabbing something sugary, high in fat, something like that is because of one of those reasons, right? You're looking to either use it as a painkiller or escaping like some kind of like a thought or reality or something that's happening in your life, or it is punishment. So you punish yourself for something that you didn't do. Let's just say you missed a work on you're like, oh my God, I feel guilty now. I'm going to eat this cookie, right? So one of those three methods and you, before you actually, let's say, grab that food, you identify what that is, or you have that craving or have that thing, you kind of sit back, you relax, and you identify what that one is, right? So that's the first kind of step. All right. So um, besides that, I'm just not really talking emotional eating, but that was kind of tied into the point of the stress in that aspect. All right. So number four is finding a support system. So surround yourself with positive and supportive people who can encourage and motivate you. So this could be like a worker buddy, a supporter friend, or family member in that aspect, or like this group, right? Or like the Instagram group over there. Because when you do have people doing what you are doing or trying to better themselves, you're more likely to want to do better, right? So I personally uh, paid some coaches to as well and also the mentorship programs just to be in that group because I personally don't really have many people who are, let's say, online fitness coaches or know of. So I paid to be in some groups with other ones just to be surrounded by people like that one itself so I don't kind of feel lonely but also keep going right but or also let's see in the fitness kind of coaching spaces um I didn't really have people itself who were really into working out like I had people who worked like once in a while or maybe like once a week twice a week or took the next week off not really serious right so I want so I found some other support groups or now support groups the coaching groups that had them it's helping paid to be in there just be so I'd be surrounded by those people and elevate myself it's more of a subconscious thing right because if you see everybody else fit and then you're like you're not exactly that level you're gonna want to step it up and be at that level right doing everything you can it's just us naturals as human beings right so i found that really cool over there now with that being said last thing is going to be deep breathing so deep breathing is basically like meditation over there that can definitely kind of help the stress and just lowering that kind of heart rate which is something that usually goes up when you are feeling stress, stressed. So that's pretty much just like breathing in through your nose, letting your stomach come out. So bring through your diaphragm basically, and then breathing out your mouth. All right. Is there a benefit to what time you work out? If anybody has questions on that one, let me know though. But the stress kind of aspect, I would be happy to answer that in the comments. I just drop the comments or speak up. All right. Is there a benefit to what time you work out? I thought it was getting really dry there. So yes, the time of day you work out can absolutely impact your fitness results, right? But the most important factor is going to say be consistency. So finding a time that actually can stick with and be consistent rather than forcing yourself to like work out at time as a fit your schedule is going to play a way bigger role because if you let's say never quit, then you're ultimately um, going to be a lot further ahead than the person who works out for a week at the best time and then quits, right? So ultimately the day is finding the time you can stay consistent with. So fasted morning workouts, I would say probably the worst kind of workouts in terms of like getting results kind of standpoint, just because you don't have that energy in your system to actually push it and give it your most, right? So with that being said, uh, I would say the afternoon is usually the best time for most people, just because you may have like one or two meals in there before you have some stored kind of energy in your body and you're ready to go right uh, now nighttime especially after work can feel a little more tiring and not be able to push 
as much, right? That doesn't happen for everybody though, but I know for a lot of people itself, um, it can kind of feel that way and just maybe not being able to push as hard. Maybe it's, it's like 20% as hard or 10% hard, but this is talking about the absolute best time to work out. So it's not gonna be as much, like uh, there's not gonna be a huge, huge difference in terms of like massive scale. Like I mentioned, finding a time that works best for you, it's probably gonna be, you know, gonna be the one to stay consistent with, right? But that aspect, somebody asked that one, and that was Jose, and he is not here. All right, but that being said, I'm going to caveat this whenever you can stay consistent with. At the time, it's going to be best. But also at nighttime, I find that people are more like to kind of skip the workouts, just based upon all three of those ones, because of the fact that after work, people, you know, maybe get tired, and then they kind of debate with themselves, like, should I go, should I not go? Or feeling tired, and then let's say, and this is based off experience of being in-person training too as well, is that I hear it all the time when people kind of come to me self when they were like, let's say, doing a consultation, personal training-wise. And I was like, you know, I mean to go after the work, but like, I feel really tired. And then like, you know, I get home, then I get comfortable, then I don't go, but I mean to go. Right? That was something that's so, so, so common, especially when work as an in-person trainer. Right? So that was the biggest thing kind of heard over there. And that kind of ties back around the consistency aspect. And I personally experienced that before. Like when I did work out night times is I had more debates of like, man, like, you know, you could really take a rest day, Kevin, like we're done all week. You did good. There was just that voice talk inside your head. Right. And I experienced that a lot, like a lot, a lot when I was working at night times before, especially work like the five jobs at one time before. Right. That was when I experienced the most. And there was many occasions where I was sitting in my car, even I remember it was like 2 AM itself and I was supposed to get my workout in and then, um, I was like, it's sitting in my car, I'm like, man, it's 2 a.m. It's, uh, you could just go tomorrow, but like, you know, you can skip it. It's only one day, right? And then every time I do that one, it'd probably be like a 10 minute debate. And then I had to catch myself. This is the problem. I would have to catch myself, like, oh shit, let's the voice talking, right? And then I just count down like three, two, one. And then I just started driving to the gym, right? I just put in directions to the gym and I start driving there. And yes, I need Google Maps pretty much for everywhere. I'm bad with directions. All right. But, yeah, I just started driving to the gym right away. Even when I got to the gym, it's like, okay, well, Kevin, like, you know, you, you're at the gym, but like, it's going to take like an hour to work out. And like, you know, a drive home is like 15 minutes away, man. Like, you know, you do the math, right? So it was like, my voice is talking inside my head. And I was like, okay, no, no, I, I'm just going to get my workout in. I'm just going to start with the first exercise. You know, the first exercise, like, man, like you should just go home now. Like not really feeling it. And the second exercise, the voice kind of starts to die down a little bit. But then by, by the time, like, I'm halfway through the workout. That's when you're just like, okay, I felt good. I made the right choice, right? But I experienced those things too as well, especially the kind of form when I was working so much. Like, and I promise you, like, yeah, no, you have to fight that voice. But that's just talking about the times of working out. All right. Lastly, maybe you guys probably experienced that voice too as well, um, to some extent. Now, are there healthy desserts? So basically, I have a protein treat book. I can send a copy to you guys. I'm just going to drop it down in the chat box down below too as well. Basically, I made this through the quarantine when I could not work as an in-person trainer because the gyms were closed in my Alberta over here. And I was basically making like three recipes a day and trying out a whole bunch of different shit. And I made this book. <laughs> my initial attention was to sell it. And I did at the very first and I made a little money. But now I'm giving it to you guys because you guys are my clients. All right, so I dropped that down below and I'll send you on trainerized to his wall. Basically, this thing includes like protein brownies, protein cookies, protein banana bread. The cover is not so great itself in terms of like aesthetic kind of wise, 
but the recipes are a great aspect over there. Now, with that being said, it's like protein brownies, protein cookies, protein banana bread, protein ice cream, protein cheesecakes. I like my cheesecakes experiment, a lot of cheesecakes over there. And a lot of recipes I didn't put on there because the athlete sucked. So these are probably uh, the better ones out of all the hundreds of recipes I tried during my quarantine days. All right, so I'm just going to drop that there because there's absolutely healthy desserts and most of them are going to be your old alternatives in itself and making your own because you actually control what ingredients go in there and that kind of aspect. So obviously uh, one thing, protein cookies don't really have that same kind of hit as regular cookies. That's like the one thing I definitely couldn't really actually mimic itself. But protein peanut butter cookies that have a recipe in there, they probably can mimic those ones the best with the ability, but they are a little generally little bit higher in calories compared to the other ones. All right, so other than that, all of them take about probably like 30, kind of 45 minutes to make, which uh, will take some time itself. But other than that, it's, it was worth it. <laughs> Especially, I remember my first kind of bodybuilding show itself. I made a lot of these just because I had so many different cravings and I was using these. Also, my second show itself, this time, uh, my coach is strictly on a meal plan itself and I do want to have my best shot at getting my pro card itself. So I'm just going to listen to what he says and this kind of aspect and just follow my my meal plan to a T. And yes, it's kind of boring, but uh, one of my big things right now is trying to inspire others. Basically, if you give it 100% towards a goal itself, you can be do or have anything you want to. And my goal of getting inside of program is kind of show that itself. And I just really want that to happen. So I just want to do everything I can. All right, so besides that point, hopefully that addresses all those things up about here. And that is it for the training topics. Or stop this recording. Wherever they're. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast. The number one podcast for men in the 20s trying to lose weight and get abs for the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves to fitness. So if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at Kevin Wu underscore. That is K-E-V-I-N-W-U-W underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.